0: Welcome to the Chet Venture Podcast, Brazil edition. In this one, we're going to be talking about secret samba locations, tongue-numbing foods, and life, at culture, and the people of one of the world's biggest countries. Hope you enjoy it. Roll the music. Music
1: very well it's
0: going very well so yeah. uh, it's uh it's a it's a sunday evening so have got to go you've got to wake up and okay. work tomorrow i think it's like 10:30 p.m. end of the weekend i know i'm i'm, I'm at it the beginning because i think uh, for, for those new listeners we're based in uh, japan and colombia so michael is in japan and i'm in colombia on the opposite side of the pacific ocean and so yeah Indeed. 14 14 hour time difference How's so a, now your yeah.
1: day is just starting, right? So you've you still yeah. one day of your weekend left.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's quite strange actually. Sometimes when we have to plan this, and yeah, and I, I get confused with the days. So you like my tomorrow, my my Sunday evening. I'm like, <laughs> well, hold on a second. That that's way. That just feels like <laughs> that's wrong. It's too too far away that time. Yeah. But it's amazing what fourteen. It's hours easy
1: for is. me. Because I always can just say I always we always plan it and I always say, Okay, we'll do my Sunday evening and then yeah. I just leave the working out to you <laughs> you've One never, you've never planned that. it and said, Yeah, yeah. One day you should say, Okay, let's do let's do your Sunday morning. And i will be like, Oh, okay, shit. What's well, <laughs> uh, that? Let's yeah. <laughs> see if we get it right. That might be a bit risky though.
0: It was it was very convenient whilst I was in Brazil because um it cuz cuz it's 2 hours ahead of colombia it made you exactly 12 hours ahead so it was the same time but just pm and it was very easy to calculate um yeah cuz the the time time there's a big time difference between colombia and brazil 2 hours which actually considering the size the, the the distance isn't that much of a difference at all um because it well, take equivalent to like in the in europe let's say so like, let's, let's say two let's hours, say hours would be london, uk and london and portugal which is on like the, the western side of europe uh is yeah, gmt and then paris which you can fly to in even holland or out in the, the netherlands to be exact which you fly yeah. to in like 45 minutes one hour is another time zone mm. and then i think after germany oh. it changes again maybe germany poland maybe poland's the same but yeah uh, but yeah after 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 that it changes again um mm. and 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 hello, <laughs> hello and yeah, yeah he's he's, uh, he's he's wants to join the podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> for those who can't see, we just had a guest <laughs> in the, room.
1: Just, uh, the Did he? The did he find the, what he was looking for? He uh, seemed uh, to just wander uh, in, just walk in, and then walk back out.
0: I, I, I think I think he was looking for. I mean, it's early morning here, so people are actually getting dressed and changed. So I'll hopefully, he doesn't come in after a shower or something. <laughs> <That'll> be, <laughs> that that require a lot be of an editing an out. Interesting podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a turn. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, so so let's 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 just say uh, yeah. So after that, it becomes a different. So it's not I mean, that surprising. The yeah. U.S. The U.S. So it, no, I mean, it is because, like, let's say in the U.S., well, let's let's just say the flight from Bogota, which is Colombian capital, to Rio, which is the big city in in Brazil, is a six hour flight. So. To only have oh. two hours time difference on a six-hour flight is is quite surprising. Even the US, you have more time zones than that. Um, that's basically so, the same
1: as going from Tokyo to Singapore. Um, Singapore yeah. is about seven-hour flight, seven-eight-hour flight, and that's only actually that's a one. we that's only one time zone away as well. So Singapore is one hour
0: behind us. See, so so yeah, that's interesting, right? Mm. So did you experience? Because of course time zones and daylight are somehow links right so so let's say if, if if you're traveling eight hours by plane you'd expect the sunrise to be at a different time but if the time difference is only one hour that means the sunrise is coming quite late or quite early like did you experience that in Singapore like you traveled eight hours by plane so the sunrise will be quite significantly different but then the time is only one hour difference so so did you experience, like, sun rising at, like, 4 a.m. Or something? Yeah, just one hour different. <clears throat> yeah, but the sun... But let's, 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 let's say sun rises in Tokyo at uh, 8 a.m. Tokyo time. But the time yeah. difference between Tokyo and London is only one hour. Right? L- let's just say that that's L- the Tokyo case. Tokyo and London? Let's just make that the case. Tokyo to London is one hour. Okay. It would, you would okay. you would expect then that the sun wouldn't rise in the UK at 6 a.m. because because just it would rise at the same point in the day, but the time that you ascribe to it would be different, right?
1: I'm completely lost. Okay.
0: Let me do it this way, right? So there's a place in the world where the sun rises yeah. at, at 6 a.m. Yeah. Then, right, uh, you travel east, so the sunrise mm-hmm. would be earlier, right, that's the time difference, mm. because the sunrise would be earlier. Let's say, naturally, it's four hours, right? So it's four hours earlier in when you travel east uh, to this other place. So if the sunrise is at 6am, right, in place A, the sunrise would be mm-hmm. equivalent to 2am at place B. So, so just in the same way as we, we, we have a time in difference. where you are in place a so so yeah compared to place a it'll be 2 a.m yeah. in the yeah, other yeah. place yeah. right but actually yeah, yeah. so so but let's say there's no time difference between the two places because we haven't done that we haven't given a time difference right mm-hmm. then the sun would rise at 2 a.m in the other place literally the time would be 2 a.m when it rises mm-hmm. yeah so this is what what happens when when you have um you know, when you when you travel across the world but the time difference isn't very big, do you expect the sunrise to shift in, in its time? It's not, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Right? So, mm. so, because what, what you'd want to do is give that place a minus four hour time difference. Right? Mm-hmm. And then it'll rise at 6am there as well. And everyone can wake, you know, everyone can you know, it's not going to change when people wake up. It just—it just changes the time that you ascribe to it. So yeah, it's one of those things. So 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 so, did you experience that in Singapore? <laughs> did you experience that in Singapore? Oh, um,
1: no, I don't think I thought about it in that depth actually.
0: <laughs> but did you? What time? What time was sunrise in Singapore?
1: I'm gonna Google this. Um, I have no idea, actually. I, I think it's like around 8am. Uh, I think it's like a little bit later.
0: See? So, okay. You, yeah. you, you have something there. Uh, yeah. Right? Because um, in, 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 in in Colombia, it's 6am is every day. I'm going to do Sunrise Singapore. That's mm. fine. Sunrise Singapore is 7am. Mm. And Sunrise cool. Tokyo uh, Tokyo. So, I mean, you're going to have, the, it's, it's 4 34 a.m. Party is your summer. But yeah, that, that yeah, that'll make some, some, some sense. So, so you were actually
1: onto something there and I was just completely, it's going over my head. I was just like, no idea what's going on this, right this,
0: now. There's <laughs> such a thing. I had this conversation a while ago with somebody. There's such a thing called, uh, I think it's called universal time, where you have no time zone in the world. Um, because mm. the, the time zones are completely, um, Uh, Ascribed by the company, uh, by the company, by the country, as to depending on trade often, because they want to be in the same time guy they're trading with.
1: Yeah, so actually, it's got nothing to do with when the actual sun is like basically touching
0: the horizon. China, I mean, it should do, but actually, because it helps people wake up and fall asleep at like a similar time across the world. But China, for example, has one time zone across this immense country, and. South America mm. seems to only have two across its... at least between Bogota and Rio. Um, mm. And and so, yeah, I think it's a lot the to a Yeah, The craziest that makes point sense. That makes for, sense, for, for sure. anyone listening to, to conclude this on like a wild note is that so, the time zones from Britain, because that's Greenwich Mean Time, that's zero, go forwards mm. towards Japan and backwards towards South America and the US, right? So, yeah. And so... Yeah. From so what so there's a point where you go twelve hours forwards and twelve hours backwards, and that point has a twenty four hour difference, um, yeah. from from the other side, right? And yeah. and and
1: but it's not the other; it's but, not uh, directly on the other side. If you yeah, were to go straight through the earth,
0: but yeah, exactly. So 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 it, because yeah, it, it would have a twenty four hour difference from a from from the other one right because so you have a line oh. and that line has uh, marks like a plus 12 hours on, on that line and the same line is minus 12 hours from the other way around mm. and so there are islands which literally can choose depending on who they want to what they prefer to be 5 p.m. Thursday or 5 p.m. Friday, <laughs> and then next to each other. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this, this, this. So again, like <laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous, and 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 having maybe universal time <laughs> makes more sense. Maybe it makes sense for the Brits to wake up at 6 a.m. and for Japanese people uh, to wake up at 7 yeah. p.m.
1: You know. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. That's what makes it super confusing for us to try and organize a, a time, I guess. Really, because we're kind of like, well, actually, we're not close together, though, are we?
0: Oh, yeah. but, the, but the worst thing is, like for example, Britain has this uh, one-hour summer time uh, edition. So, like the clocks change one hour. Oh,
1: yeah, That's a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, and when when you have two places, it does like... make it
1: nice. It does make it nicer when you're sitting in the UK, like in the pub or in the garden or something, and it's getting, you know, it's it's getting dark at around eleven p.m. or something yeah. like
0: that. But you see, you have just I, did it. Though. Have I completely just? Uh, yeah no but that, that's yeah. it right it's just because of the time zone otherwise it'll be 10 so yeah um they just yeah, flipped true. the time and now the sun sets at 11 <laughs> like what the hell um, yeah, yeah, I, I, no. anyway we say all this because mike just went to singapore and i just went to brazil and, uh, <laughs> and we actually want to talk about uh uh what that was like and the interesting insightful um experiences i guess that, that we had did you these places did you do another trek
1: in the in the jungle like you did in um in Colombia, or was this more just a uh um a cu- a, a trip for the cuisine
0: I, i'm i'm actually going on a nice little um trip to be revealed uh in a couple of weeks uh, in Colombia yeah it's gonna be pretty pretty cool it's gonna go getting to this national park which has I think 360 or 370 species of birds in this small place and uh, of which 50 are endemic which means only from Colombia and about two or three are only from that valley that this national park is in so to be revealed the journey to this place but um, Brazil was more of a holiday so pre-pandemic we booked our honeymoon and then pandemic happened and so we only got a chance to catch up with it now, with all of our reservations that we that we uh, um, didn't that we just postponed. We didn't cancel it, and Ooh, so, so this is a honeymoon trip. It's a, it's, it's it's effectively now become our third honeymoon. Yeah, I mean after after yeah, because of the pandemic, we ended up having like three 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 honeymoons. Yeah, um, You're
1: spoiling yourselves, What's the, Yeah, I honeymoons.
0: mean, I mean. For me there's it's any excuse to travel the last so. two are
1: just holidays aren't they Then this was more holidays, like a holiday specifically, yeah. At, well
0: so so basically the, the legal wedding led to a trip to the north coast of Colombia, which is the caribbean uh and then we had the ceremony many months later because of the pandemic uh people couldn't travel until that point um and so Then we went to Cartagena, Montpaz. Montpaz is a really amazing city that inspired, uh, but may well have inspired Gabriel Garcia Marquez, which is the famous Colombian author who invented the genre of magical realism, uh, which authors such as Murakami. Magical realism. Yeah, so Murakami in Japan, famous author, uh, is part of that genre. Salman Rushdie, famous satanic verses, uh, which... Caused a lot of controversy in the world it's also part of that genre and and this town called Mont mm. may well have been the place which uh one one of the big influences which which inspired him so that we were we there and then this third one was like the original honeymoon right so it's not actually a honeymoon because it's so many so many months later but it was the original one and uh, actually it was it was uh, so it was the there.
1: culinary experience it, it was.
0: was i mean it wasn't the intention oh. but of course it was it was yeah. it was it was a musical and culinary and cultural uh immersion really um it, it was brazil mm. is i've been to brazil a few times it's a very big country it has um it, it is it has vastly different cultures going across it is very very hard to compare one to the other but i never really spent i spent a lot of time in the amazon area in the center But never really much time on the coast, which is where a lot of, I think, the famous Brazilian culture comes from, like capoeira, uh, samba music, Um, Mm. largely because... What about Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Do you know where that comes from? Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I believe, I believe is Sao Paulo because there was a lot of Japanese influence in Sao Paulo. uh, Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. and, but capoeira
1: is like a different Brazilian so, martial art, right? Yeah, so, like a ca- dancing style almost.
0: Capoeira. So the story I understand from capoeira is that you had so a lot of so one of the reasons why it connects that there is a lot of like famous what we would consider like iconic Brazilian culture in the coast is because that's where the slaves were landed. That's where a lot of mm. slaves were landed from from West Africa and Central Africa, and especially Angolan slaves. So Angola. So, Brazil speaks Portuguese, Angola speaks Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So, these are two okay. big colonies. And a lot of Angolan slaves uh, were brought to, especially Bahia, which is the area of Brazil that we were in. And they had a martial art of their own, a warrior, because they were warriors and they had their own fighting style in Angola. But when they were enslaved, they had to practice this like, in a more, um, uh, in, in a kind of a covered up way right and they had to apply a code to it so yeah. so so they mixed it with dance so people oh. so so they couldn't tell this is what i understood wow. so people couldn't tell like that they were actually practicing a martial art yeah is there still does that angolan martial arts still
1: exist can we see yes. that in angola and then yes. see how similar it is to capoeira
0: yeah yeah oh, I that'd mean, be quite
1: cool have you seen it have you compared them before
0: i i i, I haven't actually um I haven't compared them, but I mean, I'm, I'm guessing maybe just like, I mean, maybe it's quite different now, but that's, that's the origin. I, I I I don't know what the name of the one in Angola is, but I'm sure you can, I mean, it's, you can just type in a history of capoeira and it'll come up. Um, okay. And yeah, it was, it was, it was an important part because actually it wasn't so simple for the Portuguese in, in Brazil. Um, the, these communities of slaves would actually And apparently the word capoeira actually relates to this is um, from an indigenous language, which means like hiding in a bush or something, because I think what was Mm. happening was that these um, warriors would run away basically and escape. And they would hide in bushes as they would escape, right? They were trying to hide, and and that's and yeah. and and so that's where this kind of link. So Capoeira is apparently an indigenous word which relates to something about hiding in bushes, and then they would create their own communities, which were very very powerful and uh, also include. Europeans that were running away from the Catholic Church um, because it was quite oppressive at that time, and mm. uh, also indigenous people, and they'll create these communities. Brazil is vast; it's vast, and so you can create a community, which somebody will discover many years later, um, and mm. and they would fight back. And actually, this is where a lot of the resistance uh, and and the uh, and and the independent struggles of brazil has its roots God, in these communities that have th- that started this way i realize now how little yeah. i know about the brazilian history I, you
1: know nothing so so it's interesting it would be yeah. cool to know like what kind of cultures that there are in in brazil how many different cultures are they it's like yeah like I, when i think of brazil i basically think rio only Yeah, Uh, maybe like samba, samba life, and uh, São Paulo. Maybe
0: yeah, Iguazu. Some waterfalls. I mean, some waterfalls. Mm. I mean, significant waterfalls, (laughs) Um, and the Amazon rainforest. Uh, Yeah. So, so
1: you visited. You visited. You were mainly in one area, or so we we were
0: based between um, uh, Rio for a few days, um, and and amazing magical i have two cities that i visited in my life that i will call magical and yeah. every time i go back it reconfirms it that to me okay. and that's um, rio de janeiro and, and istanbul rio de janeiro and istanbul oh uh, okay yeah. and uh, rio is is magic I, I can get into that but just to wrap up a little bit about where we, the other place you're at bahia yeah. um yeah so so that and, and the cultural complexity of Brazil, actually, too, um, is that you have basically a lot of Amazonian culture. Uh, hmm. A lot of the country is Amazon, and there's lots and lots of tribes. You have the, the the coast, the northern part of the coast, which is where a lot of slave slaves were brought. More slaves were brought to Brazil than there were to the US um, by far. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. Anywhere where there was sugarcane um, agriculture had much much higher levels of death for the for, for the slaves uh, and so they had to always who who were like who were the people bringing in the slaves back then uh the the portuguese and and the but, portuguese. But, but also the, the 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 british and the dutch and the spanish so there's a whole history it's not it's not like it was just portuguese actually very very briefly <laughs> it has to be brief, I guess, but but the Spanish also had a claim to Brazil at some point, and it was actually an agreement that they made with, with the Catholic Church, with the Pope. They divided South America as what the Andean mm. part was Spanish, and then the rest was Portuguese, and that's why otherwise there would have been many wars fought by the spanish and the Bra- uh, and portuguese for brazil but it was an agreement that they made to split uh, the territory so are
1: there other portuguese speaking uh, south american countries apart from no, brazil no
0: That's- but then brazil is like oh. the same size as probably the rest of it's the spanish speaking yeah spanish speaking part of south america and really oh uh, uh, cuz yeah actually it's, it's a big chunk in the central and the it's rest the size of, the- of europe Canada. man it's the size of yeah. europe brazil's the size of
1: europe but it's not Western but Europe. How much of it is inhabited as well, though? Like, is such other cities all over Brazil? But most of it are, is most of it so Amazon, though, right? Or is that not the so, case? So,
0: so most of it is most most of a lot a lot of it is a huge chunk of it is is the Amazon. But actually, mm. if you if if you look at uh, satellite images now, you can see loads and loads of uh, settlements where the, the, there was many many. Large populations doing agriculture and, and building, like mm. in the Amazon, how advanced, I have no idea, but I think possibly quite advanced. But it got wiped out by um, disease transmission. Uh, nobody even had oh, to go you mean, conquer them.
1: Oh, you mean you're talking about? hundreds of years ago or maybe like yeah
0: so ago. so brazil today is very different to mm. brazil that area was where before the europeans they, came
1: they yeah. recently found um evidence i think it mm. was like uh, they're using some kind of um i can't remember what it's called uh basically when they can see the topography of the ground underneath the what the forest mm. what it would look like basically without the forest mm. um uh, what is the, like, there's a certain type of um thing that they do to, to, to um and yeah, it's you can see sonar that there were well, cities there. Yeah, it's some kind of sonar. Mm. Um, um Yeah, they yeah. you can see that there you used find- to be massive cities there, which go miles
0: and miles across, you basically. Find- and- yeah, you you find huge patches of the same tree, and it's a domesticated fruit, but there's nobody mm. there. Um, so mm-hmm. when did that happen? Where did that come from? Um, mm. So. So
1: actually, it's now believed that the, a lot of the Amazon is actually because it was always considered to be like mm. the untouched uh, nature, but it's now becoming clearer and clearer that it's actually um, it, 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 it's quite a recent thing that uh, this uh, forest is, is taken over. Basically, it, oh. it, it used to be a lot of farmland, cities, and everything.
0: I mean, I mean, I, th- I think, I think a lot of it is untouched a lot of it is virgin and um, people who were living mm. there were very much living in in conjunction with it in conjunction mm. with the forest but yeah of course I mean the idea that there was nobody there and there was nothing really mm. going on there that that's looking like it was false but the idea that the Amazon is like a yeah I mean it's a lot of it's virgin jungle um, which is incredible mm.
1: so it then, would have to be to such a vast area could have all been covered by cities, the like ancient no, cities, and or...
0: exactly, and, and and the cultures there do do seem even today to be quite well like integrated with with nature, and this is the case for lots of South America, actually. Um, but anyway, that's that's kind of getting into a whole other world um, of indigenous, of course, yeah, yeah in, in indigenous cultures in South America, which. Would be very curious to talk to an expert about, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, I and, mean, unlike uh, the the tribes in Colombia, the,
1: there mm-hmm. are indigenous tribes which are, have never contacted humans at all in in Brazil. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Amazon.
0: for sure, for sure. And and then and then you have tribes which used to be warring but now uh, Mm. represent peace because of their experience of of European colonization, like the Tyrone peoples, which we talked about in a previous episode. They were a warring Mm. tribe, and then they kind of, the whole culture was kind of destroyed by the invasion of the Spanish, and then they retreated to the mountains and created a culture of peace. And now they are very much um, custodians of of the River Magdalena and, and the Sierra Nevada mountain range, and they historically they would even send people once a year to walk up the entire Magdalena and river, which is the main river of Colombia, and so it's a very long way, and and up up into the basically the mountains where the source was, and check on its health, and check that all the other tribes, which were custodians of the various other parts, were doing a good job. Um, so they felt mm. like they were like okay. the the paternal almost the paternal figure here, even though they were very separate tribes. Very they cool. weren't, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a vast, and we're not even talking about Argentina and Paraguay and, and Venezuela, which I have experience with Venezuela tribes there too. And it's just such a vast place. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't make like and one are they narrative. All, all
1: quite them. unique. Each tribe in each in you know, the Colombia yeah. Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. unique. From they
0: each they, other. they they are unique. They are they are unique. They have very different. Uh, customs, They have different origin stories about where the world came from, where they come from, their relation. A lot of it's to do with the landscapes around. That would be very interesting to hear. Yeah. Even in places like Tolima in in, in Colombia, you have the north part, which is, I believe the north part is, uh, and the south part are different culturally today. One part is a bit more aggressive and then the other part is a bit more calm because that's the difference in the culture of the tribes originally. And it's translated into the modern culture of the people uh mm. it's just it's just endless <laughs> um yeah the, and endlessly fascinating um yeah to 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 you try and understand south america you have to go, yeah. have to go on a, this perspective yeah
1: yeah you have to go on a, <laughs> on another trip and then uh, tell us about that encounter as well and then send us some uh, video clips and sound clips from that as well
0: From from what what kind of a trip
1: on another another trip with uh, some tribe in the um, in the rainforests of of uh, Venezuela can, again oh or yeah. Brazil,
0: we can we can we can we can do that. I, you can come over here. We can do that. But yeah, love to. Um, but yeah, and then and then it turns out with Brazil there was like attempts by the Dutch and the and the English and I think I believe the French too, um, and and these attempts basically led to. Uh, led to the end of colonization uh, because the the big established populations weren't having it anymore um mm. so
1: so yeah so what was um was the interesting. most interesting thing culturally that you saw that was kind of reminiscent of those <laughs> uh, times or or just just in general actually what was, really, what was interesting about it re-
0: reminiscent of those times I'm, I'm i'm not sure certainly people are aware of 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 the history of colonization and, 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 and um, it's, I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're aware of, of their African roots and they're aware of, you know, how Brazil formed and, and sometimes, I don't know how far that goes into the politics. I think it depends who you're talking to. So we, we spoke to some people who are very charged about this uh, and other people who just didn't really think about it at all because it's just Brazil now um Mm. you know that's just everyone is free and mixing and yeah Yeah. um at the same time it led to samba so samba samba is actually a musical the the roots of it again are are in angola um uh, in fact in fact if you look at anywhere Angola
1: is basically another brazil but just an earlier version of Brazil. Well, it's like, like you, you the could dance talk about, originally from there, dude, martial like, arts originally from there.
0: When, when, when you think about anything like that's happening, like let's, let's, let's talk about the roots of salsa music. Let's talk about the roots of samba music. Let's talk about I th- the roots of some, like gospel music, um, which then led to rock and roll. Uh, all of it, it has its roots in Africa. Mm. Uh, and all, all of those musical forms and dance styles and everything has its roots in Africa. That's that's the origin. That's where there's a huge diversity of these things. Um, and when they were brought as slaves to Jamaica and USA and Brazil and Colombia and all over this part of the world, uh, it connected mm-hmm. with Spanish and it connected with English and it connected with Portuguese and and led to a back and forth with Europe. And, and all of the amazing, so much of the amazing music and dance we have today, all, mm. almost all of it, you can root back to Congo and Angola and, and West Africa. Um, so true, yeah. samba is, is directly from Angola. and But of course, it uh, has, uh, has many other layers now of Portuguese, Portuguese sounds. Portuguese, and so this is the other different interesting difference that you notice if you travel around South America is that the Portuguese influence is very different to the Spanish influence um, in terms of architecture, mm, so, in terms of the language and how relaxed. Portuguese is a much more flowing language. Uh, I think Spanish is a much more fiery language. Yeah. So there, there's a very obvious
1: difference in culture between Colombia and Brazil then, let's say. Would, is it would, like...
0: Yeah.
1: It's very noticeable it's, Even it's to the definitely untrained
0: distinct eye. It's, it's distinct yeah you, you, it's distinct
1: um uh, as a, as a tourist who doesn't really who's never lived yeah. in colombia or i never visited uh, brazil would i go there and be like oh this is definitely different to colombia or would yeah still be like, for sure oh, it's kind of it's kind of similar
0: no i think i think i think somebody could make the mistake of saying it's kind of similar because it's all kind of latin america but that would be yeah. a very superficial um like if you spent a day in Colombia and a day in Brazil, maybe you'd come to that conclusion because uh, every it's, it's hot and jungly in both places, and and you don't understand the language at all, so you maybe you don't perceive the difference. Mm. But if you spend a week in Colombia, even three days and three days in Brazil, you would definitely notice the architecture is different in Brazil. Um, it's very much tropical Mediterranean, whereas in uh, which. Is kind of cool i mean in, in rio and these kinds of parts um whereas in colombia you can't really generalize because you, on, on the coast you have much more um like andalusian but which has moroc a lot of moroccan influence or moorish influence mixed with tropical I can see that, yeah yeah and then you've got all the other little villages of colombia which are very iconic uh, design of the buildings with like very very colorful um balconies yeah. and stuff yeah i mean yeah so it's so you you it's, it's the architecture is different the language is very different the food maybe you initially won't tell the difference because they both like grilled meat um yeah um in brazil i'm gonna offend a lot of brazilians here actually in saying this <laughs> their, their oh, most famous dish the one that they all <laughs> rave about is feijoada, which is okay. black beans that have been cooked down with with uh, pork and, and 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 various other meats, and it is iconic. Has it become a
1: paste, or can it, are they still take the form of beans? So There's still beans, or is it cooked down so
0: much that it's like a paste? It's not a paste, but it's cooked down quite a lot. It's quite soft, okay. and it has this very very rich porky taste to it too, and um, and they, the, the, the amazing thing is that they have this thing called farinha, which is cassava flour that's been roasted off, very tasty, and they put that on top, and they put it on top of a lot of different mm-hmm. things, including skewers of meat, they put farinha on top, and I think that's a wonderful addition. Personally, I love stop, it. Stop stop, avoiding
1: the point, Chetan. Get to the point. We know what you're going to well, say. Well, what was your opinion on this dish? You know, you, you know, before praising all the other dishes that you know, <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love this. And then, like, but I'm sorry, I really hate your, like, no, it wasn't that was,
0: it was was <laughs> like I hated it. It was, just, it was just very familiar to, to, to Colombian frijoles. Um, okay. Very similar. It's like,
1: what's, it, a, it's, what's a Colombian frijole?
0: It's, it's, it's also beans that have been stewed with, with, with pork. <laughs> with pork. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find it other, in Venezuela. Other beans, other... You'll find it in Dominican Republic. You'll find it all over the continent. Like, yeah,
1: except... Does, I mean, every do, do, Is it the iconic dish of every country then in South America?
0: <laughs> Definitely rice and beans is the love of every country I find in South... In, uh, above Argentina is the love mm. of every country uh but it's just a way that i don't know maybe a brazilian person will will, will, will have a different perspective but but yeah, f- for me it was like black beans with pork Are they, or they're the pastry right colombian so it's, a, it's like pork. a pastry not, it's not like a taco or something no 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 it's, 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 it's a dish of beans um oh Yeah, yeah, they 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 have the amazing pastries, um, and they have a very cool cream cheese called Katupuri, and I was addicted to Katupuri. I would, I I, I put that stuff. Like I, I didn't do it, but I would put it in my water, mix it in and drink it. Like it's so good. <laughs> um, You're offending a cool. lot of uh, Brazilians and South Americans. Oh, I'm there, saying I, think, I loved yeah. it. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying I loved the catupiry. Um, I know, but yeah. you dipped it in
1: water or something. That sounds very delicious.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying I love it so much that I would do that. I would put it on top of my beer. I'd put it. Yeah, just maybe. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, it was it was delicious. Katupuri is great. They have uh, coxinha. So. I think that's a what kind about of pastry very very soup. nice this soup what about the soup that you posted so, on, on Twitter? yeah yeah so this this is called i believe it's called takaka and mm. so they use a lot of one of the most interesting things about the cuisine in brazil was that they used a lot of uh, mandioca a.k.a. cassava, a.k.a. juca. There's so many names for this one ingredient. A.k.a. what? Uh, I didn't know what three of those things were. Okay, so it's a root vegetable. No, no, no. I, <laughs> yeah. I, know,
1: I, know, I know cassava, no way I'm joking. Yeah, I mean, it's just the same. You're as- like, this, this, so you're like, a.k.a. this, a.k.a. this, a.k.a. this. I Um not know because I still don't know what it
0: is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can do a few more, but <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not sure if just renaming the thing that you don't know what it is helps. Um, yeah, so so they so it's well, for those that don't know, it's it's a it's a root vegetable, I guess like a potato, but it can be massive, like it can be like five foot long. Um, you don't often see it that big in the shops. You see it like a uh, like one or two feet long, um, and and it has two forms: has the bitter kind and the sweet kind. Typically, outside of Brazil and Venezuela, you only see the sweet kind, which means which is one that you can boil. Um, it has a very wonderful Moorish, unique taste, and it has the same starch density as bread, so about double the starch, st- starch density of which is used to make cassava chips. Because I have been cassava chips. Cassava... I think at
1: Indian restaurants, actually. Yeah, I think Is I might have given right? you some
0: as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we. No, nah, uh, it wasn't from you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no, Deep... know. Cassava really? chips or, or 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 cassava chips or crisps in English, uh, with a bit of salt and chili. Addictive. It's one mm. of my. I can't stop eating those I I could eat a whole back packet and I feel bad and and if there was another packet I'd probably eat it too it's very hard for me to control that um but so don't give it to me right now but the the bitter kind is a lot more complex uh you if you come across it you have to be careful because I believe it's full of cyanide and so you have to soak it in water you have to yeah yeah that sounds that sounds pretty dangerous to eat
1: <laughs> it is, have it been, is. Uh, use this use this ingredient <laughs> but be careful because it's full of cyanide
0: <laughs> yeah toxic levels like no 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 not even yeah. like accumulative toxic uh, like if you had it for one year <laughs> it's like no if you, if you if you did that wrong once you'd, you'd be in hospital um so in venezuela for example and i think this whole in the northern part of brazil you have this area called the grand savannah And in there, and it reaches into Venezuela, and there they use a lot of this. And what they would have to do is they'd have to strain it, they soak it in water, then they strain it through this contraption, which has like tension, ropes and nets and tension. Take the juice out, then they smoke it, and then they ferment it, and then they'll smoke it for ages. And the juice, (laughs) they'll boil down into this, boil it for ages. And in Venezuela, with termites, um, added to because termites taste really good they taste uh, the the flavor varies depending on what they're eating i believe um, but in this okay. part it was like pepper and cinnamon oh, so and they're cooking the termites yeah i thought they, they were
1: using live termites or something okay yeah, yeah you
0: can eat live termites too but here they just boil it down into the toxic cassava uh liquid which then when you boil it enough doesn't become toxic anymore and um and and I I, I took this uh, crazy story, um, but this this
1: I, the, I'm sorry, but this sounds this sounds like a lot of work. These yeah. these things better taste amazing because like I I would definitely not go through all that process to make a, <laughs> like a, a very average ingredient. You know, <laughs> like
0: but I mean, f- first of, I mean like these are harsh environments, right? Um, so 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 mm. so whatever you can get is is it's gonna taste good um second of all this taste is kind of subjective but i we can get into the story of how i brought this to the uk it's hilarious story because i think we want to do a whole episode on eating ants and fungi right and uh Mm. and and there's there's a wacky story about this tub of um termite jam uh, that i brought around south america but 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 I used to add it to my pasta when I finally brought it to the UK. People used to get freaked out because there'd be like termites floating on top of the <laughs> pasta.
1: Sounds <laughs> absolutely <laughs> horrible. Like, <laughs> what, people think you're crazy are just going around the world with your little little, little jar of termite jam. Like, <laughs> with toxic cassava.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Face. Who is this person? Like? <laughs> yeah. <All> right, like, <laughs> I can imagine I, you being like the... That that backpacker at a at a, at a yeah. hostel and then like just like offering like, so I just want to try some my turmeric jam. But if I was there, I would just be like, no, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, why you this guy is obviously like off his
0: rails? <laughs> well, look, <laughs> like, Chile. Let, 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 I mean, I, I'm going to back that up because like, uh, Chile has extremely yeah. strict importation laws of of what you can bring to the country. Like, you bring an apple from Argentina into Chile, and they will. Take it away from you if uh, if if you break certain law. I mean, it's very very strict, um, and, and you can be fined heavily. In fact, I had this big bow and arrow which I brought to Chile from Venezuela, from made made by one of the tribesmen that we were. Um, we I think, we were the first non South Americans ever to contact them. And um, Whoa. Yeah in Chile. No, this this was in Venezuela, but I, I bought the bow, bow, and arrow back and in Chile and oh. I wrapped it up really well. And in Chile, they made me unwrap this thing. It took me like an hour at the airport to unwrap because it was wrapped so well. Oh. And then they inspected oh. it and they probed it. And then next to that I had this jar of turbine jam uh, which was because of the air pressure of the plane like spilling out from the side, it was in just like not even a sophisticated bottle, like some sort of old <laughs> carton from somewhere and, and, and they let me take that through, just looked at it once, closed it and I'm like... No. <laughs> Take this back. Yeah, we're not even gonna, <laughs> we're not, going to... We're not,
1: we don't, we, yeah, we're not taking this.
0: Yeah.
1: Please take this off my hands.
0: Yeah, exactly. I didn't see it. Wait.
1: <laughs> Was it because of the pressure of the of the uh, of the plane it was it was coming out as well of the jar. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was like leaking up the surface p- puddling at the bottom of the uh black bag. Oh crap, I just broke the chair ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> falling falling off termite. my chair laughing. That's that's literally the case right, right now. Um, uh, I, I, I oh can't sit on God. the chair anymore. Uh I need to to sit on the the bed to do this podcast Um,
1: That's right. um, oh god you you are now you're now not allowed to travel around um, South America unless you have your little termite jam uh, (laughs) jam jar with you
0: I mean I'll be honest That, that
1: has to be an essential
0: yeah yeah, I mean, I would say I did like the taste. It it, um, it was good, but <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: actually, actually, you you have to just tell us what the taste is because we now we're just laughing at the content and now we're intrigued. Um, but is it what does it taste like?
0: Um, I mean, it, it has a deep, very intense smoky smell and taste from from the constant cooking down the toxic cassava juice. With with wood, basically. Uh,
1: so, so far, it doesn't taste very nice. Doesn't 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 seem like it's going to taste very nice. But keep going.
0: I mean, it's, it's it's deep. It's deeply smoky. It's it's a dark brown color from from that. I think there's a bit of. Um, it, it's there's it's, no sweetness. I don't remember any particular sweetness to it. Maybe like mild sweetness from just just when you cook something with smoke, it kind of caramelizes a little bit and you have like a very very mild sweetness from it it wasn't salty so how it was eat spicy jam? It, it, it it was spicy from the termites okay. sounds more like a chutney then almost. yeah i would i would okay i would i would go with it was uh, toxic cassava and termite chutney yeah okay. yeah i think that sounds yeah. about right
1: oh well, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound as funny now like the whole travelling around with the jar of termite uh, termite jam it doesn't sound as funny when he's saying termite chutney. That
0: sounds like it could be a
1: natural possible thing.
0: Well, actually, yeah, but let's weird, not actually. get away from 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 without naming it, like what it actually was, and, and, and it was a jar of whole termites leaking out yeah. of, of, of an old cartoon. So like
1: brown and smoky. What about, about the, the, the termites? What flavor did they add? I love Is it. it if any.
0: I love it. Um what do they taste like? They they, they tasted like pepper and cinnamon. Um uh, it, was, really? it, was, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I love the spice Pepper of those time. Uh, recently, we went to a restaurant in Colombia called Leo. Uh, actually, fine dining experience. Um, And they do a lot of experimental cuisine. Uh, the, the lady there who runs Leo, uh, I think I've forgotten her name. But I think it's a Leonora. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll call it up. She's been voted by the chefing community um, as the best female chef in the world at the moment. What chef? So Leo Bogota Simon. chef, let me just find the chef's name, uh, Leonor Espin, Espinoza, Espinoza, and she's a, well, I mean, she's a highly regarded chef, whether you agree that she's the best female chef in the world or not. She's definitely an amazing chef, and um, Mm -hmm. and as far as I understand, Mission Star has Mission in Guide hasn't come to South America properly yet. They just started in Brazil, Um, so when they come to Colombia, I'm sure she'll be one of the first ones to get a Mission Star. Point is, and you went to the restaurant. Oh, we we had thirteen. By the way, guys, we haven't forgotten about Brazil. We will get there. But (laughs) oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but, um and and rio and, and the magic and the, and that samba thing that we were all connected to but but yeah in bogota the um we, we we went there we had the 13 we had the maximum um number of plates that they offered which was a 13 courses we thought it was 13 plates but it was 13 courses each course came between two and four plates and so and and each in between each course was a drink and every single ingredient was from only Colombia, so it was using a lot of these like rain, different. So, so actually, each plate represented, each course represented a different climate in Colombia, different <clears> ecosystem, <throat> and they used okay. ingredients from each ecosystem to dis, to to create a, a a dish. That
1: yeah, it's it's quite. Please spectr- tell me you took photos.
0: I took loads of photos. <laughs> oh, okay, why well, haven't you
1: shown me this? way this sounds uh, absolutely fascinating. This, <laughs> sounds, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, so each course could experience. be made up of like, like several plates as well. Like yeah. A few so plates. each
0: each course small plates small plates about four between two and four small plates, and each plate, um, depending like of course the creative ambition of there, so it it could be representing. Um, a region and different climates in the region, or it could just be a, of of a climate in and of itself, or a theme in Colombia, yeah. um, but it was all yeah. based on Colombia. So, you, so you had, for example, uh, I think the most easy easy one to, to, to talk about visually is that there's a lake um, between on the coast of Colombia, and it turns red every year, and they represented it turning red. Why? Uh, uh, because I believe of uh, uh, an algal bloom. Okay. Yeah, I think algae. Okay, and okay. Um, but it creates a certain atmosphere, certain taste, and so so we, we you you're kind of tasting your way through the landscapes of Colombia, and uh, certain ecosystems. For example, yep. you had you have um, like the montane forests of the northwest coast, and over there they have a a, a, a fruit tree, and on this fruit tree lives ants. Um, and so they made a dish out of the fruit, which was a unique fruit and a very wonderful tropical taste. Um, and the ants <laughs> that lived on this tree and they ate those fruits. So you're kind of eating the, eating the tree and seeing what the tree tasted like. Um, and you're or, eating the ants. yeah so, so, so Are they the quite ants? large? So... Edible ants get very, very large, but these ones were probably about maybe half a centimeter. Um, and they tasted, Ooh, okay. and, and, and when I tasted it the first time, because they gave it to you as a powder, which you kind of sprinkled on top. And it tasted to me just like curry powder.
1: And I was the like,
0: yeah, I, I didn't even know there were ants. <laughs> um, it tasted to me like curry powder. And then later on, the guy explained that these are actually the ants, which eat, eat, eat the fruit so you can imagine now it's a bit of an artistic thing happening where you're where you're tasting the moment or the expression of the fruit and the ant um, yeah. Uh, and yeah yeah um wow. this sounds very very
1: inventive and uh, dude, very I, very like uh, I'm,
0: I'm not even getting into like the technical sophistication because i don't think i'm capable of explaining that but you can certainly taste it i think then you yeah. have
1: to see the um yeah uh, photos of it as well to kind of imagine <laughs> like the elegance of how much like thought because sometimes yeah. you, you just imagine it in your head and you can't see how much thought has not only gone into the flavors but just the presentation of a dish the as well. presentation like, and the so yeah <clears throat> you say that michelin hasn't reached a uh, as um, I understand, uh, South America, except for Brazil, because I, I know I, I know that uh, this I watched the the this Netflix documentary called uh, The Chef's Table, and mm. on there is one one of my favorite episodes, on that is the Brazilian chef who is the owner of the restaurant Dom D. Yeah. O. M. And in yeah. there, he also serves like ants, but it's like whole ant. And oh. I think it's like wrapped in gold leaf or something. Mm. Um, I think it's the biggest ant in the world. Very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. They're massive. Four centimetres. eating ant itself. But so you got in this yeah. really nice, like very like flashy looking plate, um, just this whole ant, which maybe is deep fried. I can't, I don't know, but I don't, and then half of it is like covered in gold leaf and then yeah. it tastes like lemongrass apparently right and so ugh, there you ugh, go it'll be so
0: cool <laughs> and and um we should we should we should definitely try and make, go go to these places um yeah and mm. um so so i mean insects are an interesting um, so the ind- ingredients i want to talk about other insects but the ingredients were lots of different kinds of fruits lots of different kinds of fish lots of, lots of different kinds of leaves and vegetables that you wouldn't expect there was a bread made out of a, a seed from a tree and tastes like rye, rye bread but it was purely a Colombian tree it was mm. I never tasted gluten-free bread that good um but there was another insect it was a, a kind of beetle grub that grows in the palm uh by the way uh, part, uh. P- part of this was kind of like reimagining Foods that are familiar to us in Colombia, for example, there's such a thing called Chontaduro, which is this kind of peach palm fruit. And we eat that alone. Eat, that's fairly common. But you don't really eat the leaves. You don't really eat the palm heart. Um, and they were, you know, using all these ingredients, which are very, very hard. The, mm. the other thing about these guys is that some of the ingredients they have to actually go to small communities way out there in the jungle in, in yeah I was in just Colombia like, too to source
1: what, yeah they, <laughs> they get all these ingredients. It's know, a like lot of hard work and stuff. It's not so yeah. It's not like something you just can get by on the streets or something, right? Absolutely or a not. Local restaurant shop. They
0: have to travel yeah. the country, find communities. And, and 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 work with them very closely. It's, it's, it's a monumental effort to, to make this cuisine happen in this in this yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Some things are really deep in the Amazon, like um, well, I mean, this is but getting, getting well yeah, getting, like this grub, right? So, so like getting back to this, this grub, which was so you have the tontadura fruit, you have the palm, and inside that palm lives a grub. And I didn't understand what was on my plate because what I saw was a, a spray bright yeah. deep amazing almost iridescent blue and okay. the kind of blue that would make the ancient people just like you know what, what people go crazy for for, for like all a the scarab blue tiles gel. yeah and <clears throat> and it turns out to be an oil made from um from from beetle larvae and it tasted great <laughs> and it looked spectacular wow. um yeah yeah <laughs> so so and but
1: that's yes. all you get? Like they just spray it onto the plate and then you have to like so so, so uh, no, I mean scrape up the oil.
0: No, no, I mean it was it was a dish which had this component to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought they were like spraying spraying this oil onto a plate and then serving it. Yeah.
1: it. <laughs> here you go. Like so yeah, lick it, lick it
0: off. <laughs> oh man. Okay, sorry. yeah but that was um so i mean yeah
1: yeah tell us about
0: no tell us about brazil damn it well yeah i mean i think you asked what what was (laughs) what was like my most standout favorite thing and it was definitely Hmm. um it 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 was definitely in rio it was um it was so did you go to um, um, any of the
1: suggestions that um, <laughs> were given to you by David Hoffman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did this on purpose of the audience. they like trying to hold them in suspense. I like guess I'm just about to go into the, the, the topic. <laughs> go, go, Just go straight out of it. Um, okay, so David Hoffman. So for those who don't know who David Hoffman is, uh, he's got a YouTube channel called David's Been Here. Uh, it's about food and travel. It's got a million plus of subscribers and he is a busy, busy man with a huge following and he still gives people the time. And that's why I think he's an amazing person uh, when, you, when you message him. And, and uh, he, uh, we messaged him saying, we'd like your recommendations of food in, in, in Rio. And he gave us three or four. And I went to one uh, called Asa Acai. In Jardim in mm. or Jardim, I don't know how to pronounce it in Portuguese, um, but it's it's written J A R D I N or M um, in Rio. And acai, for those who don't know, is a, is a fruit from the Amazon. It's a palm fruit. It's, it's been touted as a superfood for its like, it's very, very yeah. calorie dense. You can it's get very, 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 <laughs> you can get it quite widely now. There's lots of
1: smoothies.
0: Lots of smoothies, but to be honest, the first <clears> time <throat> I ever had it, was in Manaus and it doesn't have a sweet taste it has a very earthy taste almost like a hemp seed taste and when when uh, I think a lot of the times people are trying to compensate for the hemp seed like dry earthy taste by adding a lot of like sugar syrups and so you end up with this Mm. thing typically in my experience which is like earthy and overly sweet and it was just gross and i always thought that acai is a lot of like it's just it's just nonsense sorry brazilians <laughs> <laughs> but at least at least I'm being honest on this podcast but i met a lady who's actually uh she 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 in in the, in the in the place we were staying was actually an old portuguese um style house it wasn't built by the portuguese it was built much more recently, um, but it was definitely like old styles protected now because the architecture is so good. And, and and she said that when she went to Pará, which is this Northern state of Brazil, she had pure acai with tapioca, which is the seeds of cassava and bananas. And she loved it. And David Hoffman gave recommendation for an acai placement she said it was the best and actually they served the same style um you could actually choose the plain acai and add tapioca and bananas and when i had it that way i did really really like it it's i can see Mm. why people just go down to a local acai shop is it the bananas though
1: no is it the banana no it took away that would it
0: you, you need that sweetness and acidity with the açaí you can't eat açaí i don't think by itself very easily but mm-hmm. um but when you when 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 it was done this way it didn't have that overly strong sugar syrup but it had a natural fruit sweetness combined the mm. açaí um i mean its texture it's it's very velvety it's very generous and uh the combination of ingredients i can see why people just go down to the local açaí place grab a bowl fill up their stomachs with like really good, healthy food and and move on with the day. It gives you a lot of energy. It tastes great, actually. The bananas with the velvety, slightly earthy acai, but not bitter. Mm. It's a great combination. Crunchy tapioca. I completely got it. Um, so yeah, acai from Aca- Acai. Rio, great. Um, and also samba. So this is my big thing. This is what, one of the reasons why Rio is magical. It's not just because it's this insane city which is which has the ocean amazing beaches mountains everywhere and jungle all around it mm. um which is all in and in of itself just completely <clears throat> iconic and dreamy yeah um, ignoring the favelas and only, all the intensity that comes with yeah. that but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. but this it
1: must be just like such a like a an environment that 99% of the people in the world would never have the opportunity to see or have never seen or have seen anything similar to no so no, it's there something is something that only is uniquely experienced if you go there right yeah, exactly I imagine.
0: and exactly and the other what, what adds so much more to this kind of feeling of Rio is in the evening you have um, samba music playing everywhere in the city doesn't mm. matter what date night it is it's the oh, sound of wow. rio it's like it's like a heartbeat that starts at night and you have wow. the more intense sounds uh, up at the at end of every street you'll hear like people singing and playing their drums in samba style and it, it, it's, it's just wonderful it gives you this deep sense of immersion in a place but also yeah how much they treasure are there, are there
1: secluded areas as well where you can maybe get away from it or well, well or is it literally everywhere across the city
0: i mean there it definitely is more intense over the weekend in the weekdays it's less intense people are working and stuff and, and so and so so, mm. so 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 yeah you 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 can i find i think find areas where you don't hear it in the weekdays but basically if you wanted to there mm. would always be a chance any day of the week to, to, to go visit a samba and the most romantic one or the most, the, the one that made me feel like I was transported into like a storybook or something was this mm. place in Copacab- Copacabana called Bim Bim. So it's very small. It's very mm-hmm. small. It looks like a cafe, but it has one table <laughs> and around this table are like seven or eight musicians. And they seem to convene every day. We, we went on Sundays and then from, from from this very small space there's a crowd that gathers um on on the street and people are just just j- just there with a glass of wine or the bottle of beer listening to very very smooth samba singing along swaying live from that bar live just just just, just it's, it's just very very intimate experience you've got one table seven musicians um it doesn't fit more than that you, you you can't fit more than that table inside this place and around it you just have people uh, um, who are very very you can tell that these musicians aren't just they're not playing for anyone they are Mm. just in the moment experiencing this Mm. musical form people will just turn up and start singing a samba like in a very very delicate very very focused way like you know uh, and, and all the other musicians were just like kind of, just like a jam session. We'll mm-hmm. then follow this guy. Um, it doesn't have any heavy drums because, it, uh, but, but I'm trying to paint that atmosphere. And yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. clap. I know. At the end of the samba, people don't clap. Uh, they click because mm, it's less noisy. Yeah. It's less noisy and it's more respectful. That's musicians. why they do it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the
1: actual reason why people click and not clap.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is that but is that
1: something just for when they're listening to samba, or if they went to, like uh, a concert or something, would they also be clicking instead of clapping?
0: Think, or is
1: that something unique to when they're watching samba? I
0: I got I got the impression that it's was important certainly at the samba because it's such an acoustic intimate experience like if anyone clapped you couldn't hear anything else but I got the impression it's also a Brazilian thing that may Mm. have started from these these places but I highly recommend it like if anyone's going to Rio Mm. to 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 find these small places and Copacabana is always alive and it's always happening and and experience this kind of I I just kind of it's it's like I said, it's like entering a novel. No, it's no, very, very you, hard you, to
1: explain. You, no no, you explained it very well, and I can I, I I can I'm imagining it in my head, and I'm kind of like super chilled what it must out. Have been like super I can ch- get a sense of the feeling. Yeah, yeah.
0: It and, 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 and I would people love to go
1: visit, but it's so but relaxed just,
0: and so happy in that moment. And you have couples of people that just and people are like talk like greeting each other, but the focus is the music, they greet each other and then they f- go back to so the music is of Mm -hmm. Utmost importance to everyone there, and 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 I felt like it was almost like a it's it's a spiritual thing. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. we're here to be entertained. It was, it was something greater than that was happening. Um, yeah, very special. Did
1: you? Is it in those areas? Mm -hmm. Can it be dangerous sometimes?
0: Copacabana is generally safe. I would say that you have these main areas like next to the beach in Rio, Copacabana, Ipanema. Botafogo, which is um, 50-50, Lago. So you'll see all these places which are next to beach. They're wealthy. They're really well connected by roads. Basically, it's essentially you're safe. I wouldn't, yeah, you're safe there. Mm -hmm. But that's a limited part of Rio, to be honest. It's, It's probably the only Rio that we would ever know or talk about unless you're doing some sort of specific work with favelas. Or visiting a favela as a tourist which I've never done but um because um, favelas are dangerous yeah (laughs) you don't want to wander off into those places you know um Mm. yeah of course and then they're everywhere but this 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 rich area um is all connected and it's all by the beach and probably that's the only rio that most people know and should know because it's because all the the culture that you want to know and experience is there outside of that comes a reality of Rio de Janeiro and the country which I mean it's not for tourists unless you're really interested in understanding the dynamics of a favela it's Mm. definitely not a place that it's you should just be walking around um looking at poor people yeah. like what do you do there like you know <laughs> looking at mm. violence so one one story about Rio just show you how violent it really is uh, but in a beautiful way just in a very very real mm. magical way so you would see at night so one of the places we were staying that you could you could see uh, the, the the famous statue of Christ uh um, I think yeah. the, the, the Christ statue there lit up at night over the hills and around it you'll see fireworks i was like wow why are there fireworks in rio all the time and then my uh sister-in-law just told me um oh it's because she worked in the favelas there actually Uh, (laughs) it's because the different neighborhoods do fireworks to let other people know the police are coming now <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's so so beautiful, like all oh, the magic of Rio, fireworks, the <laughs> Christ statue. But, <laughs> yeah, but the reality is <laughs> the reality is some, 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 some shit just went down. down yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, pays it plays into this idea.
1: I can, I, think I've seen like photos of like a Brazil with the uh, fireworks behind uh, or in front of the uh, of the statue. Uh, yeah and you could be forgiven for thinking wow they're celebrating something it looks so beautiful
0: I mean, you'd hope that if it was like done by the tourist board of brazil that it was actually for an event <laughs> yeah <laughs> was it just like they just capitalize on on uh yeah um on 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 on, on people being arrested right now <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean it plays into this idea i have of south america which is uh, in my experience different to any other part of the world is this line between light and dark is very very thin um Mm. you can have a very paradise magical experience that you unbelievable that you couldn't find anywhere else in the world in south america pretty much across the continent but then the line between that and darkness is almost invisible so you have to be aware of that and like oftentimes you know like in Rio it's covered up like it's, 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 it's such a and it's such a for me makes sense when you think about Brazil that it was fireworks that was the signal <laughs> not flares but you know I mean some, something magical and beautiful um, this <clears throat> is often yep. the case here um, yeah yeah aren't taken down by the darkness <laughs> so easily either so so yeah anyway um aside aside from all of that uh yeah we we we, we that, that, that was rio um we learned a lot in bahia which was a coastal part a favorite food overall was this thing called a tapioca which is a kind of uh again it's cassava flour That's, it's
1: it's the um you, you mentioned it before with the um so yeah um, so that's with the accia. Ac- 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 yeah,
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that's actually the tapioca. That's actually true tapioca, that's the seeds. A tapioca is not that oh. <laughs> in okay. Brazil. If you order a tapioca, you get um basically it's a kind of flatbread, but it's uh way more amazing. It's It's okay. They almost put like the, it looks like they're putting a dry powder onto a hot pan and that dry powder gelatinizes and it sticks to itself and it becomes this really crispy shell, which they then add into lots of amazing Brazilian um, tasty ingredients. They don't use it as a wrap. It's kind of, I mean, like this is the thing is it's like, if you're going to compare it, it's like, it's like uh, a cross between. A taco and a tortilla, but with Brazilian uh, like cassava flour. So is, it's completely tor-ti- iconic.
1: Tortilla, the correct way of saying
0: tortilla. Tortilla, tor- tortilla. I think it, I mean the double a, the double l in in Spanish gets a lot of different pronunciations. When you go to Argentina uh, okay. or Uruguay, it's actually a sh sure sound. So you tortilla. don't say yeah. So. So for example, so so Yama, so L-L-A-M-A means name. Uh, and mm-hmm. so so in some parts it's Yama. In Bogota it'll be Jama. And in Argentina it'll be shama <laughs> So <laughs> so it gets That's uh, confusing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess of, you can you can
1: you can if you're a native speaker, they're like a uh, in um in South America, you, it'll probably be a bit easier to notice those nuances. Uh,
0: well, yeah, you, you, it's, it's a learned thing. You, you, you come up against yeah. it, um, and you're like just thinking, what on earth are they saying? And then you then you get taught. And partly that's because of the influence of Portuguese and Italian in Argentina. Because in Portuguese, the double L is a share sound. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's a whole other... <laughs> It's a whole other um, history there, but but yeah, effectively, okay. I mean, Argentina I think the post colonial immigration to Argentina was 40% Italian, and uh, and parts of the north part used to be um, Portuguese colony up to a point before it became a Spanish colony. So, and, and both those languages, I think, have a sh sound rather than a yeah or a j- sound, so you can imagine why. Why? Yeah, where where it might have come from? This this change in the Spanish pronunciation. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah. Go on. Well,
1: actually, I was going to ask a completely unrelated related question, but uh, go well, for it. How many? How many? How many are you trying to cross off all the countries on South America? How many have you got left?
0: The thing is, to to? I've I realized, and I was telling Diana this that I traveled about 50, 55 countries by the time I was 27 or 28. And in the last four or five years, I haven't visited any new countries um, because I'm, mm. I'm I'm revisiting. This is the, the honest truth is that a country the size of Europe, like Brazil, is almost irrelevant mm. to talk about it in terms of it being one country. Um, every part of it is like a different country. and understanding brazil in brazil oh so many yeah. countries like the states even colombia yeah. like every time oh, yeah true every time i go anywhere in colombia it's a completely new experience and i could i could say at any point i've seen colombia but at the same time i haven't seen it <laughs> because mm. there's do you know what i mean so i think right now i'm going through a phase of i think depth. that's
1: what i'm doing yeah in japan as well because i, I since i moved to japan i i as you know I, I have been to i've been to Colombia, but except on yeah. holiday i haven't really or gone go to see someone's wedding i haven't really gone to any other asian countries to i haven't you, even gone to korea south korea Oh, no, really i love that's I one love thing south i definitely korea. need to do
0: my first um asian or east asian country ever this culture i've ever, ever got to know um, was working it in, wasn't korea wasn't japan it was before uh, japan yeah i
1: can't believe that <laughs> um so i thought japan was your first that first like asian experience
0: no 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 it was it was it was it was seoul and i lived in uh what was it called gangnam um working Mm -hmm. and then and then 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 i came to yeah and then i came to japan and people in korea were like why why, <laughs> why are you going there? We, we also have stuff. Why are you, why are you mm. leaving now? And I so, like, yeah, I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I got to Japan, by the way, on something I think called a beetle boat, which is you know the surfing you have the, something called a hydrofoil now for some it's a kind of surfing which has a hydrofoil basically it's like a plane wing underwater so you get the same dynamic that happens when a plane takes off but you get it with water instead and it like lifts up the surfboard and it propels oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i went on a hydrofoil boat from the south of korea to fukuoka um and you had to have seat belts oh, man sweet. on this boat and it just went so fast; <laughs> it was crazy. Wow! Yeah. Does it go
1: back to South Korea as well?
0: Yeah, I'll we'll go back to South. It's it's,
1: it's the connection. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's how, instead of going by plane, yeah. I should go to Fukuoka and Fukuoka then take the boat over there.
0: Fukuoka to Busan, and then take yeah. the high speed train all the way to Seoul, um, and they explore Busan too, and Jeju Island. Ah, uh, food in Korea is amazing. But anyway, without getting sidetracked, I mean, yeah, without getting sidetracked into into into, into like uh, other entirely other <laughs> like yeah let's cultures. Not do what was your question about um, Rio just now, uh, or Japan, or oh, oh, sorry, Brazil just now? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Goodness me, so many topics. But I feel, I feel like we, um, I, feel, I feel like we
1: can't remember. I think you answered it though, at least anyway.
0: Yeah. I think so, um, but oh, there's mm. one thing that I never answered was the jambu leaf because you asked me about uh, a soup called um, soup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think you were asking me actually about the uh, new new Why, countries. What anyway, was so
1: good about it that you that you posted up onto Twitter?
0: There's something in it called a jambu leaf. Jambu leaf comes from the Amazon, and 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 it's, again it's, it's it's another toxic leaf that you have to ferment and dry. But once it's done and it's processed and it's good, it has an amazing effect. I mean, its I guess the nearest comparison would be Sichuan peppercorns because it has this numbing effect on your tongue, but it's another level. It's, it's, it's an anesthetic and yeah. they put it in the soup, but they also put it in their cachaça, which is an alcoholic drink. And the combination of having a shot, like, and then it numbing your tongue. And then afterwards, it numbs it so much that your your tongue after, it tingles and then it tastes salty. Everything tastes salty, even though there's no salt present in your mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really really cool. Uh, I really loved it. Wait a minute! Wait
1: a minute! I I think I had a conversation about this today. I was um I was talking about um with my friend Jason um about Sichuan peppers and mm. um I think like the, the the origins of peppers and all that kind of stuff as well, and and we we got to Shiswan peppers and, and he was talking about yeah, they, there is they they mm. I don't know if it was recently or mm. or they found like um, a chili that was basically just like uh, the original the original Shiswan pepper because it, obviously it came from South America at some point, but uh, something that had a very similar effect to the Shiswan pepper, like the numbing of the tongue okay. and the mouth, in okay. Brazil, as well. I don't oh, know. If I kind of it was recent or So a chili yeah. that
0: has a numbing effect. Mm. That's kind of yeah. interesting. I didn't know. About uh, but
1: it's oh, maybe it's that leaf. Actually, I can't remember. Maybe um, because because Shishwan peppercorns it had, it had, it actually it
0: had look had like that. peppercorns, right? And and they are from shisham. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So, but you you yours was from a leaf
0: was a jambu leaf, and and they they they, they used, of this plant. They use the leaf. They use the fruit. They use the stem. They use the whole part, and each part has different effects. So you, you can go to these little bars in in Rio, all over the place, and they have like mm. a wall of what looks like botanicals. Um, it's actually a very cool thing, and uh, and they they have their own like house um, infused spirits. So almost all of it's cachaca. Uh, which is um, a kind of Brazilian uh, liquor, and they'll infuse it with all these botanicals, just little, little places as you go around, so everyone has their own little blend, and mm-hmm. everyone has their own little... But one of them was just completely ridiculous, because I, I I tried, like, every single one, basically, um, with in one of these places. Jambu, great. Whether it's a fruit, whether it's a leaf, I love it. But then they had another thing, now I can't remember its name, but you'll see if you go to Rio, it's dark brown and it has looks, looks, looks like it's got like sticks inside of it and the guy looked at me and he was like you don't want to try this um I was like yes I do the yes, more I you do. say <laughs> I don't the more you say that I don't the more I yeah. want to and uh I mean I, I took one sip and it just felt like my my, my face just like Shriveled, like it's so bitter. It's just so insanely bitter. I was like, "Why?" I, I love bitter foods. I, I really, mm-hmm. really love them, and I, and I can and, mm-hmm. I, and I and I look for things that are intensely bitter. But this was one of those kinds of bitternesses that, like. There, there was no pleasure in it. Like your, your tongue just felt limp yeah. like it's going to fall off afterwards. <laughs> I was like, why? Well, what was it? Why do anyone... It's the stem of another tropical plant from Brazil and and they and, 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 and they That is also it.
1: highly toxic. I'm, I'm, I'm sure at some point it's highly... Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> and, and I asked him why and he was like, well, people just take shots. And, and I thought it was crazy until I realized what people do with tequila, right? People literally... Like, I think good tequila and good mezcal is one thing, but most of the time people are drinking tequila because it's like a slap in the face and they have to have lemon and salt to to balance it off. And and I and I and yeah. I believe this is the same kind of concept, it's just so intense and so like yeah, so yeah. bad it's like somebody just punched you in the face. And some for some reason when you're drinking, when you're when you're out drinking. That's something you look for, so it does a good job at that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. just so you have to drink it as one shot and then, and you, then just you, brave the um after effect <laughs>
1: because your very competitive size, cut side comes out when you're drunk, right? And you just yeah, have to be like, like okay, the spiciest, how the most can bitter, we the most alcoholic, hurt ourselves <laughs> as much as possible to prove that I. Can go through much more pain than you can. (laughs) Yeah. And thereby showing that I'm cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which,
0: when you're sober, just sounds stupid. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, like, when he explains it to you, like, this is why people do, like, hmm. Yeah, if you're drunk, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're drunk, I, yeah, I can see this working. i, mean, I get the, that now, <laughs> now
0: that I know about it. If we went to Rio and we got drunk, this is the first thing I'd say: let's do this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do that. yeah. We both are like, well, where's, where's that ridiculous drink? That's Where gonna... is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Give us
1: a few tequilas first, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few jambu shots. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Pastries, uh, again, really, really cool all all around um, Brazil. Um, Coast, we haven't even got into the coastline yet, but people, they have 8,000 kilometers of beaches. Most of them are empty beaches. So if you want like a very peaceful, natural experience of of the seaside definitely go to brazil um i mean very few places in the world can offer you an isolated experience of like a original beach you know without building work mm. and all this kind of other stuff going on yeah thousands um, kilometers and most untouched
1: that sounds amazing
0: yeah <laughs> yeah just endless yeah. endless coastline um and so the part that we went to was called the Discovery Coast. We went to a town called Tarancosa for those that are interested. And that's a very, uh, that's a very upmarket place to go. And uh, nearby, there's another town called Caraiva, which we also visited. And it's, it's, it's a bit more backpackery and uh, also great, I think, experience um, between the river and the sea. And uh, yeah, I mean, Amazing country, well, amazing I,
1: place. i i i feel like um one day we need to do a trip there then.
0: Yeah, we we do. Um, there's 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 a few. Places. And then report back on it. I think so. I think I think we need to go for the Sao Paulo for the Mission Star restaurant. Try the ants. Oh. We need to oh see God, Brazilian yeah. jiu jitsu. We need to get really into samba. We need to uh, visit. Para, because... still
1: going to be very English though when it comes to the samba, People will be like pulling, pulling my arms trying to get me to dance and I'll be like oh well, I'm sorry I'm not a dancer I'm English sorry.
0: <laughs> there's different kinds. I'll stand here and watch. And but definitely yeah I mean yeah yeah there's, there's definitely the energetic kind. Um, we need to go yeah. to Pará because Pará seem to have a lot of diff- I tried 12 new fruits all from the Amazonian part of Brazil weird oh, yeah. ph- ph- phenomenal experiences i think the, the the easiest one that you'll find all over that i recommend to anyone going look for kaja k-a-j-a kaja juice is related to cashew nuts and mangoes and uh it's really delicious but cashew
1: nuts and mangoes are related yeah
0: yeah they are i didn't
1: know that bloody hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay well actually they do look kind of
0: similar i guess so yeah uh, yeah, I mean the cashew the cashew new, nut love. sits at the bottom of a fruit and the cashew, and which is from Brazil. The ca- ca- cashews are from Brazil. Mangoes are from Asia, um, but in a distant, deep way, they're they're they're, they're related. Um, and you can taste it. So this kajar fruit tastes very mango-y, and it's uh, from Brazil. Umbu, geni papu. Uh, I, I I was looking for geni papu for like days, and eventually we found this. We, we were in a car park and the lady who ran the car park also had her house, at the back of it. And I was like, do you have Jenny Papa too? The most? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I got some frozen and she got her kid to bring out one <laughs> and chopped it. And we ate it together. Um,
1: How did it taste?
0: It's just really, really funky, man. It's, it's, these tropical fruits, you can, almost can't describe them. It's, it's it's very, very weird. Like, like, like tartaric acidity, some fermented taste, but also some, it's, the reason why i love tropical fruits is because (laughs) they're the only kinds of fruits that you i've ever really tasted and just every single time just thought this is its own flavor and they tend to be very very intense and this one definitely had an effect definitely had some enzymes in it that were like pineapple Mm. you know like pineapple when you eat pineapple your tongue goes kind of a bit tingly it's because the proteases in in the in in the pineapple sorry are actually digesting your tongue and uh and okay so if you put digesting pineapple tongue Whoa. yeah because if you put pineapple oh, on steak yeah, it'll destroy yeah, you it will destroy
1: can you can yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if you put uh, if you put a steak in like blended pineapple it will eventually just like break it down yeah
0: because the proteases is doing it to your tongue but
1: you can you can dip it in there for a few hours and soften the meat and then maybe one hour
0: exactly yeah Uh, only one hour more Uh, than that it would be like i think when you hit three or four it it starts to pull apart yeah exactly um it's really intense and and so this definitely had that going on because, like my my every, my whole mouth was like tingling. <laughs> I definitely felt the uh, the the effects mm. of the papu. So many fruits, so many juices, so many. So we need to go to Para because that's where the um, jambu leaf comes from. That's where all these fruits come from. It's the Amazon, very unique part of the Amazon, which is next to the Atlantic coast. So we're gonna discover lots and lots of different kinds of plants there's a phenomenon there where you get the um this massive tidal wave basically coming into the amazon i think once a year because of the the, the, oh and people surf it right yeah they'd surf it into the Amazon. it's like huge and it knocks down all the trees and everything i'll be lovely to see (laughs) that um (laughs) see that destruction from Mm. nature uh yeah so much in brazil so this is kind of going back to the point of when you say you visit a country and we have this thing to visit a new country but it's kind of arbitrary right to visit a new country because you can visit the same country in a different region and it would be as distinct as if you went to a new place you know um, mm. so oh yeah so so yeah um but anyway i think i'm gonna try if I, I get the feeling that the next country I visit that's new will either be a Northern European one like Finland or or, or maybe an Alpine. I'm never into Austria. I think that's kind of likely. Or Gujana, somewhere like that. Um, could it be, could be Peru? This is kind of... On, or Panama or Costa Rica. This is kind of like the the possibility hey, there's too
1: many you don't now you're just listening every every single country america? around
0: colombia or around <laughs> yeah. oh, this you asked one me, all this work, but you asked me have i one, been to every one. single country in south america <laughs> oh yeah, yeah so i have been to anywhere in central america which is panama everywhere north of colombia basically Rica. i've been Honduras. to northern part of mexico I, I don't know if you want to count that as north america or whatever um and in south america yeah i think i've I, i've venezuela brazil different parts colombia ecuador part of peru not the famous part not machu picchu uh bolivia chile argentina so what's left is like paraguay uruguay and then the gujanas as they call them Suriname, gujana itself uh, yeah. french guyana and uh and i think so yeah i think we will start to um head out that way that's sooner or later cool. yeah i, I would say well, of utmost I, interest is suriname and paraguay of the lesser known ones yeah.
1: mm, i'll ask you why another time but yeah, um, yeah. I, I i gotta make sure before i leave uh, japan i i make most of it and visit new zealand i think
0: uh, that's just the most ridiculous i'd be very upset how how on earth like New Zealand's literally on the other side of the planet from Japan, <laughs> but I guess but it the just same seems line. closer. Yeah, it does. yeah, it's the same line, I guess. But I think it's like a fourteen-hour yeah. flight or some something, right?
1: Ah, oh, no problem for me. I love long, I love long flights. <laughs> but just to, just to <laughs> think,
0: I, it's, it's probably further than uh, London to, to Tokyo. No, maybe not. But yeah, but yeah, it's, it it's definitely be, far. Know, it's crazy. But it's, it's in the weird, same line, isn't
1: it? How that how that. How it looks on the globe, and, and it's just completely wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And like country sizes are completely wrong as well.
0: They they are like mm. part of uh, I think soft embedding. Yeah, we can get into that. But yeah, to, to make something spherical flat, uh, you have to distort it, either, mm. uh, unless you tear it. So if if you if you see maps where the globe is kind of like these lots and lots of oval shapes like stuck together uh, oh yeah yeah that's yeah, because that's, better. That's, that's the perfect more re- true representation that's a true representation but you have to tear the the globe because you can't get yeah, a sphere yeah. onto a flat surface without um yeah, breaking course, it and if you don't want to break it you have to distort it um yeah, yeah. it's kind of like uh, yeah it's, it's soft yeah i mean yeah it's maths um so <laughs> yeah i mean it's called i think it's called that's- smooth <laughs> smooth embedding and it's uh to, to 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 achieve this and I think also it's what whose principle is it Gauss's principle um I don't know yeah um yeah <laughs> so like a pizza for example a- I just <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're you're not going to stop until you until you get get to the the right uh, analogy.
0: know uh, I mean it's it's kind of interesting, right? Because like a pizza, like so, the curvature has to be maintained. So a pizza is flat, and when you yeah. uh, lift it up, um, yeah. no, I mean I, I, I don't know if this can be done with with audio <laughs> without any visual. But when when you lift it up, it will, or even a piece of paper, it will naturally curve, um, because. Yeah. Just as, because the curve has a negative curvature at the bottom and a positive curvature at the top, and and it, and it and it has the equivalent curvature as a flat piece, so basically you you can't ever get a pizza. Um, or, or it's either that curve across the middle or it will flop at the bottom and it's not just because of gravity it's because of it's trying to maintain its curvature which i think gauss is <laughs> and <so forth>. yeah <laughs> and, and ladies and
1: gentlemen this is why i love talking to chetan because uh, you would you would talk about you would talk about uh the, the globe and how on maps it, the countries look all distorted and then he will end up Telling you how a pizza, if you lift it upwards, <laughs> is, is uh, yeah, truly represents Gauss's principle. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's a necessary curvature. It's not just like that's what pizza looks like. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. And anyway, no.
1: I think uh, on that note, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you and leave you, Chetan.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I can accept that. <laughs> 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 no it's it's a uh,
1: it's a uh, it's a uh, already i can't remember what times how all the time zones are working i've already forgotten all that 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 talk from the beginning but oh yeah it's uh already midnight in japan that's true it's a good time to, to stop it's good. and <laughs> exactly i mean
0: just to just to give people an idea of what's coming up next i think uh, uh ants mm. and and fungi we have a, we, we going to have a very deep conversation about that i think it's gonna be fascinating um adventures about
1: how the the largest mushroom in the world is is created
0: oh yeah only by termites in
1: synchronicity with termites yes in synchronicity yeah yeah
0: symbiosis
1: symbiotically
0: yeah and and, uh yeah and i've I've seen i've seen photos of this it's actually just come completely wild and it's edible um uh we have this
1: delicacy as well apparently
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, that's something we have to try and hunt down somewhere in the world. Um, Mm. We have a guest coming on who has basically swum around an Indonesian island, crossed the Atlantic by a uh, rowboat, rode across the entire Sunda island complex of Indonesia, which is something that we've we've spoken about in terms of his history in other podcasts. Um, But he basically made the journey. original humans did um by raft and boat and actually swam the entire length of albania through very treacherous water um from from basically greece to montenegro he's a what pretty cool sounds insane yeah he's got got some stories he's got some stories komodo dragons uh swimming with crocodile i mean it's just yeah he's he's got some stories how's he still alive (laughs) we'll find out well uh, that's my first question to him i mean we actually went on a trip together too uh so so um we'll we'll get into that as well in albania okay with with the donkey sounds good yeah (laughs) it's hilarious and then and
1: then and then maybe we'll hear from uh, an Irishman who got shot at uh, in africa as well
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know why i find that funny it's because it's i know him <laughs> yeah uh, and i just I can just imagine the scene um, which is not actually yeah. which i i should empathize and 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 be, be, be <laughs> shocked about that rory will always be fun I... <laughs> mm. um just the irish calm in, in 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 a storm is just like something that makes you giggle um <laughs> and so anyway yeah, we've got so a lot
1: a lot of interesting a lot of interesting stories coming up and fascinating adventures so
0: exactly exactly so yeah if, if you're into that if 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 we're fascinating you if you're enjoying all of this please do share it please do give us a like on twitter at jetventure.com so, um, well, at chevage.com is a website. Please, please do head there and sign up to a newsletter. Where it's in time we'll, we'll be delivering uh, a, an article every week or two about these really fascinating adventures that you can go on yourself. Because um, that's ultimately what we want to do. We want to inspire people uh, live a life of constant discovery and adventure. Isn't that right, Mike?
1: And walking around, traveling around the world with a jar jar of uh, with of termite jam. Do it. I, I I recommend. Exploding. It
0: yeah, yeah. It, it bypasses any authority yeah. apparently even the strictest exactly. one <laughs> all right
1: your life will be 10 times better <laughs>
0: yeah uh, it's <laughs> this is just a smell we'll, we'll give you privacy <laughs> in any location you go to um yeah fantastic so all right. well yeah pleasure as always pleasure as always thank you for everyone for listening and uh, yeah let's all catch up in the next one